15 listeners it's your boy seven c's uh this episode is volume three of the fantasy series and the guys are covering the movie hook uh unfortunately i couldn't make it for this one because you know i had a little one coming in to the world so uh, but yeah that uh movie hook i'll say this real quickly is um i never knew robin williams could rock it like this totally different for him you know at the time um i totally dug the story on what would happen if peter pan got domesticated grew up out of neverland which uh was pretty crazy you know seeing his character change in the real world and um you know dustin hoffman was amazing as a villainous hook and uh just to be transported to that world by steven spielberg was pretty damn cool so um it was also cool to see love the lost boys you know kind of gravitate to a new leader like rufio and uh how rufio kind of forced peter to remember and fight for what he loved and uh you know also to remember to be carefree and fun again so think it's a great story has a lot of heart and uh the guys killed it on this episode so check it out uh, i think it's oscar the og uh raul the zeltron and great scott and uh they have some interesting takes on this uh family film so <laughs> check it out and uh here the guys go all right guys well uh, welcome to no on 15 my name is oscar and uh today we're talking about uh, the movie hook from 1991 and i'm joined today by um the amazing is it scott i always mess it up dude is it the amazing or the great scott i believe we're going with great the great scott okay we're going with great scott great and, scott, and then yeah. we also have Roald the zeltron today. hey so thank you guys for joining us today um you know we're still waiting on caesar aka seven seas to come back we should be uh getting him back soon and shortly um so uh, we're looking forward to, to reconnecting with him and talk about some more movies. But um, let us not uh, be uh, d- distracted any further. We're going to jump right into this movie. But first and foremost, we have to. We just have to. We must um, go into the 30-second challenge. So uh, today, I'm going to go ahead and uh, share my screen really quick. Uh-oh. I know. It's got to be one of those Uh-oh. Things. I know there's <laughs> only three of us. Last time that, that Kyle was here. That wheel of misfortune is going to look like uh, a Mercedes-Benz uh, symbol. Oh, okay. Can you guys see my screen? Yeah. All right. Yeah, so we're good. Here we go. Scott, Oscar, and Raul on the wheel. And then whoever gets chosen has to uh, pretty much provide a synopsis for Hook from 1991. So I'm going to go ahead and spin the wheel, guys. Here we go. Where are we going to land on? Oh, oh! there we go. Raul was chosen. I knew it. Look at that. He even gets an applause for that one. So that's good. That's good. Um, I'm going to put 30. Can you see this screen? This is the timer yes. screen. Yeah. All right. All right. You ready? I'm ready. As ready as you can be. All right. So I'm going to, I'm just going to start it on three. One, two, three. So Peter Pan has come into the real world. He's all grown up. He has a business and he's forgotten who he is until Hook comes along, kidnaps his children, takes him back to Neverland, and he has to fight uh, Hook for his kids to be returned to the real world. And it's him and the real Wendy from real life. Time. Hey, that was pretty good, man. 
you know? No, nah, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't be so hard on yourself, Raul. You know, I mean, it's a it's only it's 30 a, seconds. Yeah, you got it in 30 seconds. It's not an easy thing. I mean, this is a classic tale, but it is an interesting take on on uh, this classic tale. So, um, yeah, it is. And then also to remind, uh, if you're new here, thank you for joining us. Um, but if you are returning, thanks again for coming back. And uh, we just want to say that we do give out spoilers. So if for some reason you have not seen this movie, which it happens, no big deal. Um, you know, press pause, watch the movie and come back because we are going give, to give away some spoilers. So um, nothing too drastic in my opinion, but still, in case you don't want like to be surprised and kind of giving away the, the narrative, um, you know, press, press pause and then come back and then, you know, we'll we'll share. I like to give away the whole movie. You want to give yeah, away the whole movie? You could. We I could like just give away. I like to give away the whole movie. Yeah, we could just um, we could just start with the ending and then just work our way back <laughs> toward <laughs> yeah, the front. Right. <laughs> that usually happens. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Um, Let's begin we, with the ending of the cartoon. I always assumed that uh, Captain Book was eaten by the alligator and died. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That's yeah. kind of, yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, first of all, like how long has it been since you've seen this movie? I mean, is this your first time, second time? Like, you know, go ahead and share that first. It's been 30 years. Wow. Okay. 30 years. All right. Rahul. Holy crap. I thought I was bad. It, it's been about 10 yeah, years. It's been so me. long. I forgot who I was. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, who am I? <laughs> Yeah, Wait, who's watching what? Yeah. That's funny. So it's been 10 years for you, Raul? Approximately, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I've got kids and uh, my youngest is 18. So I, I think I, the last time I saw him, maybe, maybe he was around eight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That okay. sounds about yeah. right. Okay, cool. For me, it's uh, it's funny. I had my, I had uh, my nephews come by recently. And so, I suggested we watch Hook, and this was before we even decided to do the fantasy series. So it's only been about maybe a month since the last time I saw this movie. But before that, oh, I would say at least several years. But it was cool to see it, you know, with my nephews because uh, my youngest one, he he loves a lot of 3D stuff and like superhero stuff. And a lot of times when we introduce him like older movies, he's like, no, that looks boring. And then he goes right back to his iPad. But Funny enough, like as the story goes on and becomes a little bit more exciting and there's a lot of things happening, he actually was like glued to the TV uh, for the rest of the movie. So I think he uh, he really enjoyed it. So that was like nice to see. You know what? I really enjoyed Dustin Hoffman as yeah. Hook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think he was one of the best things in there. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the things I, I didn't like so much in retrospect um, was Julia Roberts or Tinkerbell. Eh, I don't know. Yeah. I think she... She had her 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 moment in Hollywood. Too good to dye your hair blonde. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of annoying. Yeah. A, a little bit posy, a little kind of fake posy. Mm-hmm. It's like I I know it, it was hard because they they filmed her probably at a different moment than the rest of the movie. Yeah. Because, you know she was like that. Tinkerbell so. It, the effect i don't know i don't know how they filmed it but it, it just like uh when the director's yells action i mean she was already in, in a certain pose and then they say action and then she's moving i don't know it, it, it yeah seems stilted yeah it doesn't yeah. flow very well it's like you can um, tell that she was not in the same room when like those lines were being yeah, yeah exactly yeah that's exactly. kind of like 
Because, I mean, obviously, they probably had to put her, like, in front of a green screen or, I don't know, to kind of, like, key her out. And that way they can put her in front of the, the, those the, that background or whatever. But, yeah, it, just, yeah. it didn't seem as natural as it could have been. So I, I agree with you on that. Uh, what else did you like? Do you like anything else besides Dustin Hoffman? or uh, Robin Williams, now when I see it again, at, at first it was like, uh, you know, he's maybe a little bit too goofy, but then in the whole um, contents of the movie. Yeah. He fits right in. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's definitely not like Mrs. Doubtfire in here, you know, <laughs> right. You know, and he's right. not, he's not over the top. Like our, our boy, Jim Carrey. Isn't that right? Robert? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And when he's, when he's the straight Peter Banning and all serious, he's unrecognizable almost as Robin Williams. Yes. When he's not fucking yeah. around. Right. Yeah. I think he did a good job. Yep. Yep. So like where like where is that exactly? Is that like before he, be, he becomes Peter Pan or after or like when he becomes Peter Pan? What did you before say? Before the children are stolen. Ah, uh, yeah. Like when he's at his business and then when he's at that benefit for Wendy. Yeah. You know, he's all business. business and yeah, he's all business. And he's all business. Yeah. 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 I get that too. I get that too. I like how the kids are funny. Yeah. Little lost boys, the little homeless kids. The orphans, yeah. The next generation one of, those of mermaids. One of those mermaids had some big ass beauties. <laughs> there was an, yeah. an aerial, and then there was a, one with red hair, green hair, and blue hair. I didn't know. I don't think that has yeah. any significance. I was just like, oh, they're the RGB like mermaids. I guess yeah. I don't know. Um, Common colors. Yeah. At the hair dye store. The, yeah. I Do think you... it was the green haired one had it. Ginormous tatas. <laughs> <laughs> Do you uh, just really quick into that scene? They gave him breath. I'm assuming, right? I mean, I know the. I, I feel like those. I can only remember them from like the the Disney version of a Peter Pan, and they were kind of flirty with Pan, from what I can recall. I think you know, um, but yeah. I felt like they were just giving him breath, like air, basically, right? Yeah, that's what I felt too. Yeah. Okay. And it's funny because all the females are sort of flirty with Pan. Oh, yeah. That's, that's an interesting observation there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, even even in, in the movie, in, in Hook, Wendy, as an old lady, is yeah. sort of kind of flirty with Pan. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. What, what the heck's going on here? She's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. the, you know, the grandma. Yeah. yeah. And there's this one scene where she's about like, to almost kiss him. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Is this one of those scenes where only the adults can see this stuff and the kids can't? <laughs> yeah, they may not really care or notice. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's true. That's yeah. I mean, some of the shit with the kids was a little too, like, they were too young and boyish. Yeah. Like, they were all kind of, <laughs> and I didn't really care for the skateboard shit getting worked into Neverland. Oh, yeah. 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 That was kind of 90s. Yeah. But, you know, to each his own. To each it his didn't own. ruin it or anything. It was just kind of fucking dorky to me. Yeah. No, I can understand that. Yeah. I mean, there there are some there are some things that are, I feel like are very true to the story of Peter Pan, at least from what I can recall. And I'm I'm, I'm primarily just basing it off the, like the Disney version. That's the one I feel like is, mm-hmm. you know, the one that's like perhaps the most popular yeah, that's, and the one that's, that's most well known. Um, in my vernacular, that's the real one. That's yeah. Name, okay. I see what you're saying. One. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because this is obviously like a very different take. I mean, you have Robin Williams who basically leaves Never or Peter Pan who leaves Neverland and then basically like becomes a lawyer. You know, like he, he's well, he a grows, he grows up. 
he's an he's an alcoholic. Well, I wouldn't say an alcoholic, but he, I mean he likes to drink, you know, type of thing. So, so yeah, <laughs> he does get he does get a little yeah. dipsy, you know. He's, uh, he's taking two fingers at a time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Well, hey, I'll just I'll you know I I, I gotta kick it off with it's a little weird that they describe it as Peter Pan left Neverland to marry Wendy's granddaughter. Ah, uh, yeah. And it's right from the get-go, like, you realize he left Neverland and was orphaned, mm-hmm. so she put him in an orphanage, and he yeah. still ends up marrying her, his granddaughter. And it doesn't feel like Wendy is Moira, Moira's grandma when they go there. Yeah. It does not feel like that at all. It's almost like they don't even speak. That's true. Right. Yeah. And they don't say anything to that nature until, like, he's already in Neverland. Yeah. Because of the fact that, like, I feel that the strongest bond is between Wendy and Pan, obviously, but, or Peter, mm-hmm. but he's very, he initially, he's not really into it. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's kind of cold. He's not really into her or just even mm-hmm. like want to know about her. Well, <clears throat> in the beginning, things. he doesn't remember. Yeah, he doesn't remember. Yeah. yeah. But like that one point where like she's like, look at my dress. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's nice because he's he, he's all business. He's about to uh, like answer the phone call. But like, you know, if that was Peter when he was a younger boy, like he'd be all about Ooh. the dress. But it's just really interesting to see that that difference come up, you know, that kind of the change in character and the kind of like the growth or the path that he's taking, you know. So because you're right, like she's. You know, one of the things that's really cool about Moira, that's Peter's wife now, um, is that she is really in love with the house and she almost becomes more alive um, when yes. she steps into the house. And one, yes, of the, one of the things that she says is she's like, he's like, what's kind of into you? And she's like this house. She goes, there are yes. things in here that have never left me since I was a kid, which is a really interesting idea to me. Um, just in just in the fact that like you know when you're a kid you have all these ideas and adventures and imagination stories and like even like some people might say hey I have an imaginary friend and then she says this as an adult and so you begin to think like oh like you know you know in comparison to Peter Peter is all business Peter doesn't Peter tells his son all the time like get down from there like you know uh, stop doing that grow up all these like very adult themed things that just annoy him but she's like she's almost like awakened and when she steps into the into the house which i thought was like really cool to see and uh, use as a kind of a comparison between her and peter so what you just mentioned was very noticeable mm-hmm. i mean it, it, it's definitely a turning point uh, of her uh character development mm-hmm. yeah yeah there's something i mean i yeah. i like i like that they have that difference in, in there between her and peter so raul you're the oldest so this pertains to you have you ever pulled off the grandmother granddaughter combo <laughs> just skip the mom uh, no, no it's a grand no, adventure no grand adventure <laughs> you're I, looking I, for I, adventure I, Raul. <laughs> uh, that's i, I have to i have to uh keep it politically correct and just say no that's my answer no and i'm oh, sticking yeah. to it <laughs> well we'll uh you know, after we stop recording, we'll ask him again. No, yeah. <laughs> no maybe, we'll, maybe we'll get a different answer. No, no, I'm kidding. Um, that's funny. That's funny. Um, 
I was just going to say that I think what I really liked about this movie is one, um, Spielberg, uh, Steven Spielberg directed this movie. And I, I forgot that he did when I saw this a few weeks ago. And uh, I think he was like the best director to depict this story and to retell it in this way. I think he... I think he just brings magic to movies. I think that's why I really like, I'm a big fan of E.T. I'm a big fan of Goonies. Um, but I love the magic that he puts into movies. Like the scene from E.T. when like Elliot and him like fly off and like, you know, they're, they go in front of the moon and stuff. Like that's a very memorable scene. And in here, yeah. it's like the simple things is like when um, Peter gets taken after after he gets drunk, he, uh, Tinkerbell, he meets Tinkerbell and he thinks that he's hallucinating or whatever and he gets knocked out and then like she pours the, the, the fairy dust on him and then like she takes him and then like dust happens to just settle around a couple that's on the bridge. Yes. yes. And then like yes. they start to float up they in the air fly. together. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And yep. like just small things like that. Like the, it's just a little element of magic um, that just kind of make the movie a little bit on a different level. And so I, I love I love the little details of that. And also too, like, I have to say that seeing it for like, this is probably the third or fourth time I've seen this, but I really noticed a lot of visual things that Spielberg does when it comes to like telling the story of the characters. And especially I noticed this more with Peter in comparison to the rest. Like there's that one scene where he's taking the call, but then he like, he yells at the kids because he just can't concentrate and he wants to listen to the phone call. If you notice the perspective is we see him in the forefront and the kids are in the back. If you look again, you can see that everyone has a shadow. There's a shadow casted on the wall. And if we know anything about Peter, one of the one of the most playful things about him is he likes to play with a shadow or the shadow's a little bit more rebellious. But in this movie, mm-hmm. like we don't see his shadow till after he gets drunk. So he kind of drops this whole like business like mask. So it's just there's just a lot of visual things that I think uh, Spielberg is doing with um, just the visual aspect without having to say anything, um, but and still kind of pointing back to the source of like the Peter Pan story. So I love that. I love the set designs. I wish they made more movies like this. I know a lot of this stuff mostly is replaced by CGI now or part yeah. set, part mm-hmm. CGI. But I think the set designs were just amazing at this time. Yes. Um, yeah. Like, the it docks, just reminds me of like... Um, pretty cool. What'd you say? The docks that they set up yeah. for the pirates. Yeah. Pretty huge. Yeah. It, it just makes... It small, but there were so many of them that made up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like, they built that small little baseball diamond and mm-hmm. they had the docks and all the boats and all the ships, really. Yeah. So yeah, so I, I love that aspect a lot. And then um the, the, the house was amazing. It it really felt like Peter Pan, uh, you know, the stories of Peter yeah. Pan started in that house. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, I feel like it's very true. Like it like I like I said, like the 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 Disney version, the animated version, like there they you can tell there's some elements in there of that. So uh, but yeah, I just really, I just really liked how Spielberg just used a lot of some visual cues and kind of like, you know, posed his characters against um, that. And also too, like just the attire that these characters are wearing, like Robin, I mean, Peter, Peter's just wearing like his business suit most of the time. Um, but then when he turns into Peter Pan, he like, he's in his whole getup. You're like, wait a minute, where, 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 where did, did he get the outfit? From? But you yeah, know what? Like, where did he get the outfit? From the room that 
Yeah. And, and that's what you a would little, think it's in there, know. but it just kind of, I feel like it just kind of cuts to it. I'm like, wait a minute. How did he change? Yeah, it, he... it does cut well, to did it. You, and... Did you want a scene where they showed him pull it up and they got a shot of his ass? No, like but you want to see a, a scene where he pulls it out of a chest and, you know, mm. and, 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 and dusts it off yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, just small stuff like that. It's like very interesting. So that's, that's why, that's why I like the movie and, you know, it, it has some funny parts. It's got a lot of heart too, in my opinion. So, so you know, there are some really cheesy moments, um, obviously for like, you know, a, a younger audience, but there are some very like heart filled moments in this movie, which I think is like a nice, um, I feel like Spielberg just knows how to handle that type of thing. Um, I mean, he could make a movie about like when he made Jurassic Park, you know, like there's still some heartfelt moments in that movie. But here, like you have a very classic tale and he just handles these like very interesting moments. Um, one of them is like when the the Lost Boys finally meet um, Pan or Peter and Rufio's oh, there. The and Rufio's boy. like trying to convince like who wants to hang out with this guy? This guy's like a loser. And there's one little boy who like touches his face and everything. Yeah. And he's like looking for him. And he finally like he finally finds Peter. He goes, oh, there you are. And it's one of those things where it's like, wow, like it's just a very simple moment. There's no CGI. There's no there's no dialogue. There's very little dialogue in that moment. But it's just a very interesting, like intimate moment between uh, the older Peter and like a younger lost boy who's like he's like the smallest one. But he's like the most persuasive out of everyone, <laughs> which yeah. is like pretty funny. So uh so yeah that's that's pretty much what i'll say now do you guys think like this film is a contender like we are in the fantasy you know arena do you think this is a contender against like a little bit more contemporary fantasy films like how do you think it stacks up things against like highlander sleepy hollow dark crystal i mean what do you guys think like is this is this something that like it like has like the ability to kind of like knock some of those out or just kind of contend with them or do you think it's just you know hey this is like too much of a kids movie it is too much of a kids movie but it's not terrible like dark crystal it's better than that it's better than labyrinth okay better than never ending story in my opinion yeah yeah but highlanders like not for kids so it's not as comparable okay so yeah, it's yeah. Like on par pretty good with most of the sword fights in highlander yeah okay okay probably better than the early ones where it's just like shit dudes that he's fighting yeah yeah in highlander yeah okay okay it's interesting that that scott brought up um labyrinth uh dark crystal and never ending story mm -hmm. and yeah I, I i think each of those films is directed towards a different age group of kids yeah yeah and and i think hook has got a very interesting uh point of view because i think it may be directed towards adults and kids at the same time and, and, and it's it's the direction of spielberg that does it yeah yeah that's a good point yeah it's more family yeah no i i yeah i mean i think it's i think you're i think raul made a good point i think um and Scott, your point is as well too. Like, like Highlander is not obviously on the level for for kids and stuff like that. So there is a different caliber of movie and a different rating and stuff like that. But, but I think I, th I agree with Roland the fact that yeah, like I think Spielberg is just kind of puts on that a little bit more of um, a special touch to it, and so it becomes a little bit more like family oriented. And then, like I said, earlier, like a little bit of heart. But yeah, no, I think it's I think it, I think it holds up with like other 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 movies. Like um, like I haven't seen Dark Crystal in a long time. Um, but I mean, I would definitely put that, I would definitely put hook like, um, above some, a couple of those that we listed earlier. So, okay. I was just curious. I was yeah. curious. Hey, new shit on Netflix for Dark Crystal. 
Were you aware of that? They made new stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it yet either, but... I have not seen it. You know, it's updated, but it looks like they use puppets, possibly. Yeah. Okay, that's cool, then. So kind of true to, like, the, the original? Yeah. Nice, nice. As far as timeline goes, how old is Peter? Because hmm. he, he, he's probably pretty old. Maybe 200 years old. He's 200 years, years old. Yeah, yeah. You begin yeah, he might be. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because, like, if... Like, are you saying because he was he was Peter for so long and technically, like, if you want to talk about a calendar year, like, you, you're kind of adding every yeah. year that goes by? Is that what you mean? And Wendy's, like, 80-something. Yeah, Wendy's, like, yeah. Wendy's. 80, so Peter's got to be over 100 years old. He's got to be over 100. Yeah. And his his wife, Moira, is, what, maybe 30? No, I think she's older than that. I'd say, like, at well, least mid, mid-30s. Mid-30s. And, and, and he's yeah. like a hundred. That's kind of mm-hmm. that's kind of creepy right there. And he bangs her grandma. <laughs> they don't even tell her about that. I mean, yeah, yeah. like like Raul, like on paper, it's weird, you know. But obviously, like you know, Robin Williams or Peter doesn't, you know, he doesn't look a hundred. Obviously, you know. So. <laughs> and it, it's it's funny because, because he does look really he young. Lived in Neverland. Yeah. He lived in Neverland until she was like 60 something until she right yeah wrinkled and gray and then he because he comes back to where he is he aged 15 to 20 more years so she's got to be close to 80 yeah Yeah. and he's older than that he's still a young kid he's still like 13 when he comes back Mm -hmm. the last time and she says uh i'm old yeah when when she's sitting there and he's like tapping (laughs) her on and she said, I'm old. It almost exactly. seems like that that one uh, episode of Seinfeld where Kramer is smoking all these cigars and don't look at me, I'm hideous. Yeah. Yeah. His face was all wrinkled from the smoke. <laughs> from the smoke. <laughs> like leather. Like a leather. Yeah, yeah like a leather. <laughs> like a leather. So it almost, it almost seems like that because she doesn't want to turn around. She says, I'm old. And then yeah. she turns around and then you see her and then she is old and he's yeah. still like 13. Yeah. Well, he's shocked. So, yeah. uh, if you remember that, like he like yeah. when he's when she shows her face, like he pulls, he like pulls away in, in shock, you know. And then and then she gets jealous because Peter looks at his granddaughter, mm-hmm. looks at her granddaughter. So she gets kind of jealous. And then Tinkerbell yeah. is jealous and she gets uh, all dressed up for him. And yeah. Yeah. And, we, you yeah. know, she gets turned into life size and then they kiss for real and, and right. he's like yeah whatever <laughs> i'm a little boy again yeah yeah, yeah. He's like, the alcoholic would have ravaged that woman <laughs> <laughs> yeah like everybody wants the pan you know everybody wants peter mm-hmm. all the girls want peter now you know now that he's back and- peter. but does that <laughs> send like the wrong message does that send the wrong message yeah i mean if if you're a grown ass adult man yeah. and you're still acting like a little boy, you know, you've got the Peter Pan syndrome, literally, yeah. and you expect all these women to like fawn over you, like, mm-hmm. that's that's definitely sending the wrong message. It is. <laughs> it's like that movie American Beauty. Oh yeah. Oh man, that was a long time ago. That was is that, a, is that, that the Kevin Spacey one? That's a Kevin yeah, Spacey Kevin one. Kevin Spacey, right? yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah, I remember that one. The one where like you're just watching a bag like fly in the wind or fly in the air, or whatever. Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sure that's for another time. 
Um, they said, they get a fucking job. He sued the company he was working for and he got like a million dollars or something. I don't know. How, he got a lot of money. Oh, wow. So he gets to retire early. Kevin Spacey does. Yeah. But did anybody else catch that reference to uh, what dreams may come? Is that the name of the movie? The other Robin Williams movie? Oh, yeah. Is that is that the one where like, he dies? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that one. Okay. Now, remember when they're trying to get him to fly and yeah. they shoot him off a giant slingshot? Oh, they, oh like in in in, uh, in, in, in the hook. hook? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he lands in this multicolored pool. Yeah. And that's exactly what happens in what dreams may come. Mm. Like he when gets he shot into like a pool of color or? No, he, he when he dies, yeah. he lands in his wife's painting. He dives into like, what may be construed as a giant pool of color. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. So I don't know how Spielberg, was that just a shout out? Was yeah. that an homage? Because Robin Williams is in both movies or what it had to do with this movie. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's a stretch. At the end when the old man gets, gets the fucking marbles back. Yeah. You consider like that he's going to the afterlife now. Where you oh. can be young again and never land and yada yada. Yeah. That may be the point of all that. I think what dreams may come came after. Oh, so what made dreams may come was making an homage to Hook? Possibly. Huh. Hmm. I don't know. It's a good question. That's a good question. I mean, I think it's an interesting it's an interesting connection, you know, visually. Um, I haven't seen what dreams may come in a long time, but I do remember how colorful it was. Um, I attributed the colorfulness of the lost boys or just like their environment as to like when you're a kid like your imagination runs wild and so like it's a very colorful and wild imagination you know like anything goes you know what i mean like adventure is 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 awaiting and so i feel the color is more of an expression of imagination and there's no limitations to that imagination so i think the color is just more of representing like what it's like to be a kid and be adventurous whereas you know like you know and also too but like they're also like in they also have like a lot of plant life even the plants are like more alive than usual it's almost like the little shop of horror like like yeah 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 and and, and so like yeah and and gets an allergy for smelling a human right yeah yeah. Plants were smelling as nuts. This plants, yeah, there's a nut allergy. The plants have a nut allergy. Oh, that's a good one, man. That's a good one. Yeah. So I, I mean, it's one of those things. That's how I attributed the color aspect because, you know, the if you compare the two worlds, like compare to the worlds of the pirates, like they're on boats. There's booze because there's people just passed out. There's people just passed out on the docks. So you can only attribute to the fact that they're drunk. They look like there's like other women there that kind of look like. Like they're um, what do you call like brothels? Like they're there's almost like they're like brothels in the area. Um, there's treasure, so obviously they're like they're looting places and stuff like that. So it's a different type of, of place, you know. And so like, is it colorful? Yeah. Like the only person who's really colorful though is Hook, you know. And and then the 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 ships. Everyone else is kind of like you know homeless. Gray. You know they're <laughs> they're all washed up and everything. So I think the colorfulness mm-hmm. is. Is, I think to me, it's, a, it's kind of calling out the, the imagination of the, of the lost boys or the kids or the young, the young minds, you know, that's yeah. kind of how 
I see it, but I, I can see. I got it. a couple things along those lines. Yeah. When they ate that imaginary dinner, and Peter gets his imagination back. Yeah. He conjured up like a fucking mutant bird for everyone to eat that had like six legs, like the turkey from Thanksgiving on football. <laughs> Did you count the legs? I didn't chowing down on that. Yeah, there was one, two. You know, everyone so wants like a drumstick, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mutants. Oh, There's mutants on Neverland. Yeah, they could be. Yeah, they could. And then you know, long term, jumping to the end here. Yeah. He's like, I came for my kids, and you realize Captain Hook is like human trafficking children because he had Peter's daughter held in captivity with other kids that weren't lost boys. They were just fucking captives. Yeah. You know? So There were other kids? They're sinister things. There were other kids up there. Next time you see it, you'll notice it. When he flies up to save his daughter, there's other children. Oh, you're right. Being held captive with her, and they got nothing to do with the lost boys because they're not in wooden bone armor or nothing. Oh. So that's what's going on in that dock area. Yeah, because that's when like the that's when All they're trying the to are scrubbed up and cleaned up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and Peter looks at the lost boys and like, well, I'm taking my children and leaving. And all these kids are like, you know what my happy thoughts are? My mom. Yeah. I miss yeah, my mom. Yeah, my yeah. mom's my happy thought. And he don't fucking take the lost boys out of there and bring them back to the orphanage. He leaves them there to that's... be preyed on by sex predator pirates. Oh my, God. <laughs> oh my lord yeah wow i never i didn't even think you know it's interesting you do like there are when when they rescue maggie i think when pan uh peter is going to rescue maggie yeah there are other kids and i think <clears throat> excuse me i think for a split second i'm like how come these kids don't have armor on that was my first thought mm-hmm. and it, yeah. it never occurred to me that like there's other kids that could potentially be captive so mm-hmm. um which is, you know, which is interesting to me because, I mean, you know, when Hook basically like is about to have like wants to declare war, he doesn't say it's the pirates or it's us versus the Lost Boys. They can't they they label it as like good be- between a fight between good, good and, and evil. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I think there's a lot of representation or, you know, uh, symbolism for, for Hook and for Pan, Pan and whatever. And there's a, I think there's a lot that these characters can represent, but it's interesting how they, they pretty much are presented that way to us. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, Hook could easily just be like a general evil person. And like, because there is evil in the world, Peter's kids are not the only ones that are victims to this sort of like tyranny or this sort of like, um, I guess not. So Hook word, but, you know, like just kind of like, yeah, a, just evil. A boogeyman? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like he's like yeah. a boogeyman type of thing, you know? So, um, and he does make reference to um, like, this is like near the end where, um, where they're fighting and then like yeah. pretty much Peter, is like walking away and then hook gets up and like, he gets that, that sword, like out of his arm, just flies out of his arm. And then he's like, mm-hmm. fools, like, I think he like calls himself by name and he's like, is Neverland. He's like, you know, hook is Neverland. And you begin to think you're like, well, what, where are we? Like, you know, why is this place? Why does this place even exist in the, in the, in the first place? You know? Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of connections that you can make, but I, I didn't notice that. I'll have to go back and see like, you know, like, like, hey, maybe maybe one of them that's had something in their hands. Three hundred year old pedophile. That's crazy, man. Yeah, that's crazy. How old do you think he is? What'd you say? How old do you think Hook is? Oh man, because he's as old as that, and he's living in Neverland the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Old as old can get. Yeah. And I mean, he's, so he's already he's there, been stealing children for, for possibly years. a millennium. 
he could be immortal. Yeah. Well, he even threatens Peter before because he's about to leave with the kids without yeah. a fight. And he's like, yep. you'll find he's like wherever you go, like I'll pretty much be haunting like your children's children's children. So, like I said, like this to me, like mm-hmm. Hook is is like this supernatural, like he's like just more supernatural than anything else at this point. Like, I think that's what he ultimately represents, um, like the supernatural evil or all, kind of like all existing evil uh, type of thing. But you know, he, he's also very concerned about how he looks, <laughs> um, which is like interesting to me. So why do you guys think that the pirates on Everland are adults? Like all of them tend to be a lot older than the kids, but like, why are they adults? Like, do they, are they supposed to represent something? I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Because yeah, once you, you get older, once you get older, you, you, you do start losing a little bit of your childish imagination. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that would exclude them from being in Neverland. So what mm-hmm. are they doing in Neverland? Yeah. It's basically, it's like Peter, you know, when Peter started to have man feelings, he started to grow up. Yeah. So those guys, like, once they molested kids for the first time, then they started aging, you know? It's like they're yeah. not kids anymore. They're evil pirates. Huh. And they're accountable for the things that they do. I think it's something along those lines. I forget what, what I was reading. Okay. Starship Troopers, they were talking about their juvenile delinquency in the book. Okay. And, you know, like, when are you accountable for your actions? And it's like, I think maybe those pirates are kids that did something bad. Oh. Were taken by hook and kind of like the Pinocchio. Recruited? The Lost Boys on Pinocchio. He turns them into evil men. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting you mentioned that, Scott, because at one point, like, when this is, like, in the battle scene... And this is like where uh, Peter is like taking lead of the boys. And he's like, what does he, what does he say? Like form ranks. And then, uh, and then cook says the same thing too. And then Peter's next line is like, let's show them like what light we're made out of. And then in response, it cuts back the hook. And he's like, remember how you were forged from like something hell. So there's a reference to hell that he makes. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Like there's, you know, light and you know good and evil light and darkness you know uh you know but if there's a hell there's a heaven then right yeah i mean i'm i mean i'm not saying like yeah yeah i mean it's just interesting like i mean yeah you could say like are the kids i think the kids are good and i do think that hook is evil i don't know if you know i'm not saying that like they're from hell but I think it's an interesting reference that that he makes, you know, and he is wearing red. I mean, who knows? But you're going to hell. All my pirate men have committed evil deeds that will have already condemned them to hell. Yeah. Yeah. Fight for and, your place in hell. And not only that, but like he doesn't give a crap about them. Like early on, no. you know, like how Smee, who's like my favorite character in this, actually, he's like one of my <laughs> favorite characters in this, is in, in, this, in this movie. Yeah, I just like I just like the acting. I just like I think it's Hoskins is last name. Bob is Bob it Bob Hoskins? Hoskins? Yeah. yeah. From Roger Rabbit. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, like he he's got everyone's attention on the boat and then he's like, all right, you know, here's here's your man. Here's a man of the hour, you know, Captain Hook. And then like he leans in. He's like, oh, they're despicable. You know what I mean? Like they're just they're he, he knows what kind of people they are. But at the same time, he doesn't give they're disposable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we're, uh, Peter says, how much you want for my kids? He's going to write him a check and uh, Hook shoots yeah. the checkbook but yeah. the bullet goes yeah. right through the checkbook and hits one of his uh crew yeah crew members yeah, yeah. when he's like oh well. at the baseball game that was funny too oh that's right yeah yeah they just yeah like <laughs> stealing second 
Yeah. Like there's no, there's no awareness of like morality whatsoever, you know, like it's completely non-existent, you know, which is like really interesting to me. So uh, no, that's some, that's some good observations there. I I gotta, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I saw this, I'm like, you know, I think Spielberg is definitely putting up some interesting themes in this movie and how he's using these characters to kind of express those ideas so that's why I like, I, I just really like this viewing a lot because I feel like I, I saw that a little bit more visually and also through like the dialogue. The dialogue is very intentional in this movie, in my opinion. So there's some interesting things. When you we, know, when we it, to... it, it's funny because at first when we started talking and when we were referencing Neverland, yeah. I was almost thinking, you know, is, is Neverland heaven? But then when you think about it a little bit more yeah it just might be limbo oh yeah yeah it could be like a limbo. you don't age yeah what do they call that like i'm trying to remember like what the biblical reference is after that it's like kind of like the end days like they're the rapture it's almost like, like that's where the people from the rapture go or something like that i don't know i can't remember uh, yeah, the, it could rapture, be. the rapture is the end of time or the end of yeah. days and when i thought the people in, in the rapture went to heaven like they were saved by god from Armageddon. Yeah, well, but, you, you could only be saved by God and believing in God. But there are people that are left behind, though, right? Is, yeah, I the, think the, the, non-be- the non-believers. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting idea. I, like, I, I never thought of it that way. I don't think I ever, like, when I was watching, watching it this time, I don't think I ever saw Neverland as kind of like a limbo place. But that's an interesting idea. Um, I could, I, I mean, if I watch under that lens, I'm, I'm sure I could probably make some connections. But it is an interesting idea, you know. So. They imply that like I said about the old guy when he gets his marbles back, like, yeah, you know how Hook is saying, you know, death is a, the greatest adventure. Oh, oh yeah. And then That's he true. goes, his greatest adventure will be living. He's going to live again. Yeah. But he's like going on to another plane of existence. That's true. Yeah. So I think it is considered like, it's supposed to be like an afterlife kind of thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Um, all right. Um, well, there, there's, there is one thing that I, I also noticed too about uh, the kids, um, and this is, this is like takes part in two scenes. The first scene is like when you see, when you, you don't see Hook kidnap the kids, but you see them, you see like this green light enter the room, and then like the, the, it's almost as if like this ghost comes through and like takes off the blankets, and then they get kidnapped. But Jack, the young boy, uh, you know, they just put the kids in bed. And he's got his baseball glove with him, but he's not wearing a hat. And in the movie, when you first see the kids again, um, when they're carrying carrying them in the net, um, and then you know Peter's there in disguise, Jack has the hat on. And I'm just like, my first, I was like, why does this kid have a hat on? Like, I knew he didn't have a hat when he got kidnapped. And so yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's a continuity thing. I don't, you know, I I was just wondering like if you guys noticed that, and maybe like, because I do believe that the apparel or the attire that each person wears like there's a certain sort of like message that's being said you know i think with peter he dresses up most of the time in the business attire because that's his identity you know and he finally sheds that when he becomes when he remembers his happy thought and his purpose in a sense then he becomes pan um hook always wears the same thing pretty much you know all the pirates had pretty much this identity um but the, so i was thinking i was like well if these guys are doing this and there's some consistency there, like could it could it apply to the boy? And so I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that. If you noticed it, or maybe it's not a big deal. I would know. I just thought that was just interesting that he had a hat on. Um, 
because Maggie, mm-hmm. to me, Maggie's the one who doesn't really get affected by hook. Like she's the one who's like completely like, I'm not going to be hypnotized or swayed by your like misguidance, you know, but Jack, he's the one who's a little bit more vulnerable. So I'm just because wondering. he's older, he can analyze things a little bit further. Mm-hmm. He's starting to get hair on his nuts. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> there you go. His uh, his puberty is confusing him. That's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. Maggie <laughs> is just he's at that. It's like the father love the mother stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Maggie to me represents like like pureness. Like she's just right. innocence. complete innocence. Yeah. And, and also like she references, she loves her mom like entirely and she loves her dad too, but she mentions her mom a lot. And like, there's that one scene, which it was, it, it didn't really make sense to me, but talking about it singing? Now, when she starts singing. Yeah. It's like a yeah. very, it's a very weird point in the movie. Cause it's the only time that you hear someone. Why sing. is she singing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I it's think sad. it's just a homesick. She's homesick. Yeah. She's homesick. And I think it's really interesting too, because like some of the pirates are like uh, mesmerized by like That's what's what happening. Uh, yeah, I just I just noticed that Jack had a hat on. Like, yo, where did this boy get this hat from? You know, like like why why does he have it? And he he has it most of the time until he becomes like mini like mini Captain Hook. Um, mini Hook. Mini Hook. Yeah. So you know, it, it's funny because I, I noticed that he had the hat until the scene where he starts remembering his dad yeah. and how. He didn't go to his baseball games and then he starts crying. And then he right. pulls the hat down over his eyes so they yeah. won't see him crying. Right. That's when I know. Where did the cat hat come from? <laughs> yeah. Like, Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. You're right, though. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I pretty much thought like, okay, you know, the last moment between Peter and Jack that was like difficult was the fact that Peter missed the baseball game. Like that was supposed to be peter showing up where he's like hey my word is my bond i'll be there right and that was a lot of that was really painful for jack because he 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 draws that picture of like the whole family on the plane and the plane's like going down in smoke and everyone has a parachute except for peter his dad yeah you know so i just feel like it's one of those moments where like it's like kind of like uh i mean i guess you could stretch it out and say hey it's a wound it's kind of like a visual wound that the boy is carrying around and so like he's it's kind of apparent that that's what he's experiencing or, you know, that's how he's feeling. So I just took it as kind of like, Hey, that's their last kind of like, um, interaction. Yeah. And it's kind of like, yeah, it's just kind of like something that could be remedied, you know, like the, the father, Peter's trying to save them, but that's, that's the last thing that the boy felt from his father to some degree. So, um, you know, he was betrayed. Yeah, yeah exactly. Definitely. Yeah. That's actually, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Because like, like Peter says, like, Hey, my word is my bond. And um, like, yeah, mm-hmm. I think he even calls him on the plane, you know, cause he says yeah. it again and he's like, he's like, yeah, all right. Well, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta buy a lot of videotape because you know, you gotta get your, your assistant to record all the, all the games I'm going to be playing. <laughs> so yeah, he does feel betrayed obviously. So yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. So he's hurt by that. So, all right. Um, moving oh, on. Grooming him like a molester. He's grooming him. <laughs> Oh, Captain! Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, he but he's literally grooming him. Yes. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he pretty he much said it's a little creepy, you know. It's, yeah. Huh. You've already got the kids. It's like now you're gonna do this shit. Mm. Now it's it's something he's funny. Come back for him already. Now I just realized something. Scott was mentioning how Captain Hook is literally going in, coming into the real world from Neverland. And taking kids 
that are not necessarily orphans. He may be the boogeyman or mm-hmm. the, the evil spirit that goes bump in the night taking yeah. children from this plane of reality and trading them for, I don't know, God knows what, in Neverland. Yeah. But, but who is the one that takes Peter into Neverland? It's Tinkerbell. Yeah. So what is she trading him for? I mean, is that another type of pedophilia? <laughs> it is. <laughs> I have no she idea. Raised him. She raised him and decided it was sex time eventually. Oh, I see. Because oh, how, 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 old, how old is Tinkerbell? I mean, she's a fairy, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So she might, be, she might be thousands of years old. Potentially, yep. yeah. yeah. And she takes this human child. She's a nymph. She, <laughs> what, do you, what do you call those demons that uh, are highly sexualized? The succubus, but she's technically succubus. she would be a nymph. Yeah, because she's from the forest. N-Y-M-P-H. Yep, she's a nymph. Wow. Nympho. She's a nympho. There you go. She's a nymph, yeah. yeah. Did we watch the same movie? Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, we did. You saw how she used magic to become the same size for sex. Yeah. <laughs> that was the goal there. And he's like, hey, no, I'm just he's a like, little I, boy. He's like, he's like, I love Moira. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we're going too deep here. <laughs> no, they made that movie. I didn't make this movie. That's what I saw. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's why. Hook had a cage of kids. And then, and then Tink's long game was like, once I get this guy alone, he's going to be mine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let him grow up and get fully developed, and I'm coming back. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I, she goes, my dream of marrying a lawyer is close to coming true. <laughs> yep, I can come back with you now. That's right. Yeah. Check out my dress. All right. How big is your Take bank account? Out for shoes. Yeah, I want exactly. glass slippers, just yeah. like these other bitches around Disneyland. <laughs> You can forget about your kids. No, no. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's We're gonna wild. donate to this guy Hook and he's gonna traffic them for God knows what. <laughs> what Hook? What the hell else does he do? What's he been doing for the last fifty years? Yeah. Just yeah. sitting at dry dock, fucking hanging out with me. Right. Smoking yeah. two cigars at the same time, trying to kill himself. Right. Yeah that, was, yeah, that was a really, str- I, I completely forgot about that. I think even the last time I saw it with my, with my nephews, like I must've been making popcorn or something, or I don't know what I was doing, but like, I don't, I was like, Whoa, I don't remember this part. Like, you know, um, you know, it's a little, I don't want to say comical, but like, there is a part where he's like, don't stop me. Don't stop me. And then he changes his, yeah. he, you know, makes it, he says the opposite. He's like, you have to stop me. You have to stop me. So it's a little, you know, a little humorous touch, but yeah, like it's a very serious situation that's happening you know uh, in the context of today's um scenario and stuff like that but um so yeah i, I thought that was like a really, really i was like wow i don't remember this happening so oh my gosh um do you guys have a favorite lost boy like is there is there one of them that just basically like stands out to you that you just like hey this guy's this kid's pretty cool or you know whatever i always liked rufio because you could play him on the super nintendo game oh okay i never you played know, that you know, game it was like a side scrolling one and yeah, more like Mario Brothers, but you could be Peter or Rufio with a sword. Ah, okay, okay. It was good at the time, you know, at yeah. that age, but 10, 11 years old. It looked cool. It's colorful. Yeah, like okay. Mario Brothers. All right, all right. I think I might well, have been too old for it at the time, though. You <laughs> might have been 15, 20 years old. Oh, this was 91? Yeah. 
Yeah, the movie came out in 81. Yeah, so I had to come out at least within the year or something like that. Yeah, I was in my 20s, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. do you have a favorite? Do you have do you do you have like a favorite Lost Boy? That would be hard. It, it would have to be between that the the littlest Lost Boy. Yeah. And the chubby Lost Boy. Thud butt. <laughs> <laughs> the heavy set kid? Yeah. 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 Because he, you know, especially when when they're eating, oh man, yeah, when when they sit down and they start eating, he is eating an invisible sandwich, and you just want to bite into it with him. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> man, oh, I want one of those. What is he eating? I can't yeah. see it, yeah. but he does such a good job at that. Right, and I mean that—that's the whole point: is, is eating imaginary food until your imagination makes it real. Yeah, yeah. Like, that oh, little he, boy was like a garbage pail kid, man. At the end, how they turned him into a ball and rolled him down the steps and shit. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. I think, yeah, I, I think when I first saw this, I remember years, like the first time I saw this movie, I was like a big fan of Rufio. I thought he was like super cool. Um, and then like after now, like those latest viewing, I'd have to say, yeah, thud butt, like the kid they, that rolls down to like a, like a little cannonball and he like knocks over the pirates. He's like my favorite. And it's because it's like, it's just funnier to me. It's just more, it's just funnier to me. Rufio is like, unfortunately, like you do see Rufio kind of become self-conscious when Pan, when Peter comes back, even the, even though he knows, even though Peter doesn't know he's Pan, you know what I mean? Like he's still like, oh my gosh, like I could lose like the leadership role or the cool role. You know, and yeah. it's funny that it happens pretty quickly. It's not something that happens as you see Peter become more confident. Um, like when uh, he cuts the, that coconut in half, you know, um, yeah. like that's that's kind of like the the change. Like the, that's where like Peter is becoming the you know, becoming more of the power. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so like you can tell Rufio is have, feels like he's threatened and stuff like that. Um, but I did like and then, you know, I did like Rufio like first time on. And then like the fact that he dies. Like he gets, he, you know, he fights, he fights Captain Hook and then he ends up losing that sword fight. I mean, I, I, I was like, what the heck? I yeah. was like, that's yeah. insane. Uh, I, I was, I think the first time I saw him, I, I might've even cried when that happened. I was like, this sucks, man. You know, like I like Rufio. Rufio's a cool dude. Um, but at the same time, like looking at it now, like it's, uh, it's one of those things where it's, it's one of those things where like, I feel like it's a, it's a necessary loss because like, I feel like you do become a lot more connected to that crew. Like you already have connection yeah. to the crew. And so like, I, I feel that loss with Peter and like with the lost boy. So it, it does make me feel a lot more connected to the group. And so, yeah. So now like Thudbutt takes it just because I feel like this is a more enjoyable movie this time, this time around. And I just love how um, there's a nice balance of like teamwork, how funny he is. And then he's got that little moment with, um, with Peter when he gives uh, the marbles back and they have like that little, just kind of heart to heart moment um so i just gonna be rescued from neverland like i miss my mom yeah like yeah like i'm saying like there's fucking be here anymore peter help me yeah and at the end peter just says no dude he's like take Take the sword and just just fend off anybody that comes (laughs) stab all these pedophiles we'll see you sometime mate (laughs) but i think they chose that kid because he was like he was the cutest out of all of them you know (laughs) Oh more personality no he was he was a fucking cute kid just not like sexual i'm saying he was funny he had a big ass smile he was fun to watch he's a funny yeah kid. he was yeah. very fun to watch yeah 
yeah no that's true that's true yeah so that, that's uh, that's one uh that definitely is my favorite there like thud butt now so <laughs> kind of a weird name there I, I don't think too i don't think they give reference or history as to like where these names come from right but uh and i think it's because he's got a big ass thud butt He's going to be, <laughs> I mean, you know, as, as young little... boys tend to do and give, you know, mm-hmm. uh, nicknames based on just the weirdest shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys relate at all to like the business side or kind of like the more adult side to, to Peter? Definitely. Especially yeah. in uh, of the role of being a dad mm, where yeah. you have to tell your kid, you know, don't do this. Don't do that. That's dangerous. Yeah. Uh, th- this he, even Peter says this, when he when he uh, meets the, the the lost boys, he says this isn't a, a, a an insurance nightmare. Mm, and yeah. and as a dad myself, like yeah. holy crap, you know, my my kids are 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 driving now. Yeah. It's like when you start driving as a young person, you don't imagine everything that could happen. Or you don't even think about, like, you're probably, because of your lack of experience, you're maybe a little bit more reckless. And yeah. that's going to make your uh, dad's insurance policy go up. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And that's the kind of stuff that you think of as an adult, but not when you're young. So I, I, yeah. I can see it. But I, I can tell you, I mean, I, I'm, the, I'm probably the oldest of the group here. And... I don't feel like I'm 54 years old. Yeah. I feel, I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm in my thirties. I just okay. can't do stuff that like I'm in my thirties anymore. Yeah. Physically speaking. Sure. Uh, so, so yes, psychologically I can want to go out and learn how to skateboard, but I know if I have a nasty fall, <laughs> I'll probably need freaking hip replacement or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I think he could have found more time for his children period. You know, I used to work a lot as well when I was raising my nephew and I took him to all his games. I even coached some of his little league. Nice. Yeah. All through up until he was 14. I hated teaching him how to drive. He would not stop for the stop signs on the side roads. Oh man. (laughs) Scared the shit out of me. Yeah. He'd drive way too fucking close to the parked cars and he would not fucking listen. So I had to pass that off. To my mom and he never got his license at that age wow yeah because he drove like a fucking maniac and i told him <laughs> nope like, yeah yeah like that's, that's like that's it dude that's the end of this shit <laughs> not driving. that's hilarious right. yeah no and i mean it's it's like raul mentioned and both you guys are mentioning like there's um there's uh, a risk involved because like yeah they could get hurt or they could hurt somebody else or mm-hmm. like a mistake could cost money you know um, or they could get kidnapped. <laughs> like Captain Hook. Yeah, they don't want to, you don't want anybody yeah. to get kidnapped by Captain Hook. Yeah. No, I just think it, I asked the question just because it's one of those things where, you know, Peter completely forgets who he was and mm-hmm. all business. You know, in the visual realm where like Spielberg is like comparing these characters, in the beginning of the movie, you see Peter uh, in his suit 
and he's like at the lead of the pack and he's got all these people that are following him. And then even when he he's about to leave on the elevator to go to the baseball game, but also to kind of like, Hey, this is where he leaves for London and everything. Like all these people around him and they're supporting him like his cause. Hey, we got this covered. We got your coffee here. Like he doesn't even write his own speech and he doesn't even read it. Like he has someone else to do that for him. And so like you have that little supportive network and then you cut to like hook and he's got the same thing, you know, that he's got that little supportive network of like Smee and then all the pirates. And then, and then as Peter evolves, he's got the Lost Boys. You know, you see this transformation of like where he was on the on Neverland and then what he trades it up for or trades it for, which is like the business life. And then, you know, Cook has the same thing. Um, but also too, just the dialogue that Peter has, like he's just not like he just doesn't spend time with the family. You know, I think, I think Moira, this is after like, she throws the phone outside the window and she's like, you're missing it. Uh, she says that at the beginning of the play, she's like, you're missing it. You're, he's on a phone call. He's like trying to like be in two places. Ah, yeah, yeah, So yeah. she's like, you're missing it. And then finally she says it again. She's like, look, these kids are going to grow up so fast that like, you know, right now they want to play with you. Like they want everything like in their world to be part of your world but you're missing it. And I was just like, wow, like, you know, like she's really talking some, some hardcore truth, but he's still like, just not getting it. And so I was just wondering if, you know, um, cause I mean, I can get like that too. I mean, I, I have nephews as well, but there are times where like, you know, I'm trying to like, I, I tell my sister like, Hey, I can't come over. Cause like I got all this work to do or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's just, an, it's just, it's just interesting what happens when you do become older. Like you have all these other things that kind of get in the way and you want to make time for those things. And uh, you feel that you need to. And unfortunately, sometimes the obligations or perhaps like in his case, like he seems to have a very important role. Um, and not only that, but like he's always connected to that phone, you know, which is funny because at that time, like that's a very expensive phone. But nowadays, like we always have a phone now. At least I always yeah. have my phone. So it was just an interesting visual to, 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 to think about and to, to see what you guys were thinking, because I feel like we can all relate to Peter you know, at that early stage where we do feel like, you know, Hey, we're not, we're not 15 anymore. You know, we can't just go outside and play all day, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's not, a, it can't be as bad as Peter's portrayed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, I don't have any time for this shit. He's a shithead. Peter Banning. Oh yeah. He yeah. Just scheduled events that he can tell his work. Look, I'm doing this shit with my kids. Yeah. If I have to, I'll take the day off. Leave me the fuck alone. Don't call me. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. I mean, he definitely has that option. It's a, I mean, that, I mean, that's why like, you know, um, like if you read the synopsis on like, it does consider him, they do label him as a workaholic, you know, and like, he's got a problem, yeah. you know? So obviously he's not, he's, hasn't been able to kind of establish those boundaries between work and personal life. And uh, it's, it's, you know, he's, he's losing his family. Well, I, I, I also think it's part of, of Peter trying to uh, purposely bury his old self you know where it was all play mm. and 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 he's trying to literally erase that part of his of his history of his own history oh, yeah. so he's taking the opposite side and trying to be completely an adult now yeah because i mean i think, think the alcohol has anything to do with that <laughs> well alcohol is part of being an adult is it <laughs> once, 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 once you, you yeah, I'm an adolescent, dude. I don't know. No, but see, when you're an adolescent, it's more of a rebellious thing. It's, it's more of a rebellious exactly. factor. As soon as I was 21, that shit got cut off. 
it wasn't illegal so, anymore. Right, yeah. exactly. So that's that's the attractiveness. Yeah. Yeah. But since you're allowed to do it, Peter is now doing it because he can. Yeah. And I think it's also like if you notice, like it's not like it doesn't look like he has like one drink. It looks like he, we're kind of in the middle of a uh, it's not a binge, but he's he's obviously I mean, he can't even like control himself. Like he's like tripping over things and stuff. So he's obviously had a few and it's hard liquor. So he's obviously like being kind of, um, you know, like as, as Scott mentioned, you know, he's he's had enough to drink. So I think Captain Hook brought him back to save him from a life of alcoholism where he feeds his children. <laughs> he, he's like, yeah, Captain Hook is the hero. That's why it's called Hook. <laughs> saved you, Peter Pan, and then he disappears at the end. That's true. He, he just like know? vanishes. Yeah, he just vanishes. Oh my gosh. Um, what'd you guys think of the battle scene? That was surprisingly well, yeah. well fought. Uh, yeah, moves and all the parrying was actual contact. It was real. It looked good. Yeah, it, it was goofy kid, but believable. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree. I think the the scene the the battle scene is obviously a, a, I'd say the climax of the movie. That's what we're waiting for. We're waiting for this war to kind of happen between good and evil, and between Captain Hook and Pan and the Lost, and, you know, and you know, Peter Pan and the Lost Boys helping him. Um, yeah, and and basically, all this happens mm-hmm. in, in three days, was it? Yeah. Well, they train him in three days. In shape in two days. In two days, technically, yeah. Those <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he and then and then not only that, but like he's being prepared for a fight with Hook and like the pirates, and then at the same time he's um, he's trying to save his kids. Uh, he's trying to he's trying to like uh, he realizes he's losing Jack because like now Jack is becoming is now referred to as Captain Hook's son, you know, and like Captain Hook calls him son. Um, and then at the same time you have um, Wendy kind of making a has already made a move or just kind of reminded him that hey like i fancied you at one point in my life yeah i think she even makes a reference saying like on my wedding day i was hoping you'd come and stop it to something yes yes yeah and, and then at the, and then also too like yeah for him yeah and then at the same time then you have tink who basically wishes herself to be like life-size and, and throws herself at him yeah, and then pretty much like declares her love. Yeah, declares her love for him, you know. And um, so, yeah. There's... Take me, take me now. <laughs> and he's just like a little boy. He's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, it's a, it's a, great, it's a great fight scene, I think. It's a really good battle. And I think it, it really um, uses those sets, like the docks and the, and the boats and or the ships and stuff like that. I think that's mm-hmm. what I really like about it the most is that you finally get to explore those environments a bit more and see some interesting camera angles and um see how people interact like fight um in in those in those spaces you know like those are solid spaces yeah yeah um it's just to to me that's the part of like the magical part of that movie you know like when he's flying around and around that set and stuff and he he Mm -hmm. like goes over to when he's about to rescue or help rufio and then rufio gets stabbed you know and then like he you see him kind of stop uh, in in like mid flight, and like he's surrounded in this environment. It's just it's just great to see, um, you know. So I I just love. I think my favorite part of the movie is like the battle scene, just because there's just the sets alone and how they use. Yeah, it. the sets are amazing. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. who's got the coolest sword so far in the fantasy series? Conan, Inigo Montoya, or Peter Pan? Oh man, I, I that's a good question. I I'd have to go with. Um, 
I think I'm gonna have to go with Inigo Montoya. Oh man, that that's that's a difficult question because <laughs> I, I would I would have to say, uh, cool sword, McLeod. <laughs> I know I know it wasn't an option, but damn, no, that was answer. a cool sword. Yeah, it is. I I like Peter's Golden Blade out of those three. I like that one the best. Whose blade? Whose is it? Peter. Peter's. Uh, Peter's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Yep. I don't know. I just like the gold blade. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. The it's simple. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's but cool. You know what? I, what I what I it's practical. That's practical. Yeah, it's true. It's practical, but using using the Disney animated movie as a reference, it was kind of fancied up. In hook. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, uh, I it, it didn't kind of it, it wasn't kosher for me. Oh, like it was out of place. Yeah. Because he just had a fucking knife in the cartoon, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a little like wiki. a long knife, like a hunting knife. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the kind of knife I open my packages with. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't. I'm not gonna fight <laughs> Captain Hook with that little rinky dinky thing. Uh, <laughs> That's interesting. Well, he, he he used it well in the in the film in the animated. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's because Disney. it's an animated film. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. When when he gets his full Peter Pan costume back on. Yeah. Um, he does have a knife in it in his belt. So I was kind of hoping he would use that, like yeah. in the animated feature. I'm like, I was mm-hmm. I was hoping it was that cool, but yeah. then yeah, at least at some point. Then Rufio like gives up the sword, yeah, and, and, and you know, I mean, rightfully uh, so, pre- presents it to him as the true leader of the Lost Boys. Yeah. So th- yeah. that was cool. That scene was cool, but I, oh, yeah. I kind of, I kind of think, or I kind of feel that the 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 fancied up sword was made just for that scene. Hmm. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, it's. I get what you're saying. Like, it's not, it doesn't point back to the source, you know, like the Disney animated film. I get that, you know. Um, I think it just adds, yeah, I think you're right. I think it is a little bit more like a level up. And I think it adds to like, I think it adds to the story, in my opinion. You know, it just, it adds like another depth. It, to it, it. it like, it's, uh, it evolves into the next step. Yeah, I think it's kind of like, behind it and shit. Yeah, like there's there's yeah. weight and value to it. You know what I mean? Because like if you think about it, even when Rufio first wields it, like it's not like he just brings it out. Like the camera like comes right into it as he's pulling it out, and it's got the sound when it like it comes out of the out of his. I don't know if it's a sheath or whatever, but you know what I mean. So like there there is value to the sword because it means something. You know what I mean? It has value in yeah. it. So I think you you kind of have to increase the size of it or the scale of it to kind of give it that same, same sort of worth and value and then yeah like you see uh you know pan like with his hands on his hips and you're only kind of seeing like his legs at that point you kind of see rufio just kneel down and hand over this sword um and then we see peter like hold it up and like triumph it's kind of like that's that could that to me that's like the the quest has finally been reached it's kind of like when link gets like the master sword you know in mm-hmm. like the legend of zelda like there's this this hero is now like fully equipped for the for his battle, and so I, mm-hmm. I think it's a lot more cinematic and a lot more dramatic to the story, in my opinion. Grandiose, yeah, grandiose. There you go. So there you go. Yeah. 
So that's what I think. But no, it's, I mean, I, I can understand why you, in a sense, want it to kind of reflect the animated version. So I get that. It makes sense. It makes sense. And then we talk a little about the sword fights. Do you think they're on par with like the Princess Bride with between um, Montoya and... Uh, not, not after what... Scott, yeah. uh, were you the one that mentioned that they, all the actors... Uh, it was Kyle. Did, oh, it was Kyle? A special K, yeah. Man, after after him telling me that, I wasn't aware that they were doing their, all their stunts and they had yeah. to actually learn how to wield these swords. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, that that just made that whole scene so much better. Yeah. For me. Yeah. My thing yeah. was that was more of a comic fight, you know? Yes. Like, yeah. That's true. That's good. I'm that's, not left-handed, and then oh, neither am I. That's like, true. It was an awesome fight, but I think this one had more of a sense of danger to it. And you're right, because the 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 Princess Bride uh first fight scene or that that sword scene, it is really cool to watch, but you're right, there is a little bit more humor attached to it. Whereas here, when you finally see like even though even the fight with between Rufio and, and uh, Captain Hook, like that's good too. But obviously the, the one that we're waiting for is between Captain Hook and Peter Pan. And I think yeah. it's done really well. You know, it's at, at one point like he Peter Pan does play with him. You know, I think he like kind of steps back and kind of slams like his feet on the ground. And then the, the Lost Boys are like Pan, you know, but it's not that's not extremely comical, but it's still kind of playful because I think that's still plays into like who peter pan is you know like he likes right, yeah. to kind of joke around with with hook in a yeah way. now and and it's funny because that does make reference to the animated feature yep because in the animated feature yeah. you know that pan is just playing with hook <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that he's such more masterful with a sword than yeah. hook is yeah and and, and that, that was really knife. cool yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah Okay, Peter Pan's cool. all fucked up on fairy dust fighting with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so, god! So, fairy dust? Do you snort that or do you shoot that up? You just breathe it in. <laughs> you just breathe it right in. No need to process. It. Yeah, it goes right to your lungs, man. Right in your bloodstream. <laughs> oh my gosh! Skin contact, everything. Yeah, yeah. If it gets in your eyes, that's the fastest way to get it into your bloodstream. <laughs> <laughs> So just keep your eyes open. Uh-huh. All you'll <laughs> see is lights for a few moments. Just try, to, just try yeah. to look under uh, Tinkerbell's dress and it'll get into yep. your eyes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, what do you guys think happens to Captain Hook? I think, like I said, I think he's the hero of the story and he only exists to create adventure for Peter. Ooh. Almost like he's an imaginary friend. Oh, like what would Neverland be without Captain Hook? It's like, yeah, almost well, like Peter ne- might have made him up with his imagination. Oh, yeah. Well, Never Neverland can exist without Peter because Peter is in the real world, and the Lost Boys have are still there. Mm-hmm. But can Neverland exist without Hook? I mean, that's kind of that's why earlier I mentioned, you know, like. Captain Hook pretty much says like Captain Hook is Neverland, is, right? Like, so yeah. he's he's pretty much saying like without me, you know, like there is no Neverland. So it is interesting that he like puts himself as kind of like this. Yeah, it is. It's a strange thing because I think the only explanation that comes to my mind is like he's imaginary. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's yeah. I, I never thought of it like that, but that that's that's an interesting point, interesting perspective there. I can see that. All right. All right, all right. I like that. Or he's fucking dead, you know, but the way he disappeared, that thing's obviously not alive. 
Well, they're just in a different type of realm where mm-hmm. anything that you can think of or anything in your imagination can materialize yeah. or dematerialize. So mm-hmm. he basically dematerialized. But I don't think he's... Heels. I, yeah, <laughs> but, I, I, but I don't think he's dead. No, you don't think he's right. dead. Like, I, I, Scott, you said it earlier. I, I think he might be... He just might be immortal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's that's kind of like where I was. Like, I would like he is yeah. Neverland almost. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he actually like says it. Yeah, like he's just like super. Like I just attribute him to like being like supernatural. Um, but yeah. I do like Scott's perspective. It's like it could just be like a like a an like an imagining of Peter, you know, from Peter. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's an interesting idea. So okay, so the boys could have fun and shit, you know. You don't really, see, yeah. That's what, yeah, because you don't really see Hook interact with the Lost Boys when Pan is not around. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's that that does give that perspective more weight because the kids. It's not like they're saying like, oh yeah, Captain Hook was around here like two weeks ago, but we we ran him out. You know, there's no reference to that. Um, right. The only time they get to see him up close is like when they. Oh, I forgot about that one scene where like they disguise themselves as pirates. And like, you know, oh yeah i forgot about that scene that's like a really funny scene when they're standing on each other's yeah, shoulders, yeah. Each other's <laughs> shoulders. And i love it because like when they first enter they're like all right you know like they're all, like, they're all saying hi it's just oh, they're, it's when they, uh, for the baseball game yeah they're yeah they're about to attend the baseball game so um okay all right yeah so yeah i would just lean more to like he's just like this like supernatural entity for that represents evil like another subset of evil so to speak but well mm-hmm. i i think also because he doesn't interact with, with the newer generation of the Lost Boys because mm-hmm. he's waiting for his greatest enemy, which is yeah. Peter Pan. Right. Yeah. I and, mean, he interacts that, with he interacts with Rufio, you know, because Rufio's kind of been like, you know, Peter Pan number two. Right. You know, um, it seems like there is a little bit of history because it's not like it's not like Hook is like, who is this dude? You know, he he mm-hmm. recognizes him. So it does kind of give a little bit of a of a history with them saying like, Oh, like this isn't the first time we've met, we've fought even. So, um, so there Rufio does kind of have that history with hook, which I would yeah. assume would mean that the lost boys have a history with them too. So, so that means that hook does exist in Neverland. Mm-hmm. Even if Peter, even Peter isn't, isn't there. Yeah. That's huh. kind of what, yep. yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at. I was trying to get at too. Yeah. That's like, that's kind okay. of what I was trying to say. Yeah. That's how I see it, but you know, probably gotta do a little more digging and right? kind of see like, hey, what's the thought behind this? <laughs> or like, yeah, what's who the... knows how time passes on a, in an interdimensional realm like that? Like, yeah, Neverland, who knows? Yeah, maybe time stands still and they don't notice it. Yeah, yeah, because well, I yeah, think what's that... really cool is that like Captain Hook early on when he's like talking to the whole crew, he's like, I went to the other world and kidnapped his kids. So there is this, I there is this awareness. Right, they're self-aware. There's two different worlds here. There's like a different. I don't want to say I don't know if it's a different dimension or how that would be described, but there are two different locations that we're talking about, and that we do know there's a division mm-hmm. between our world and their world. So, which is cool, cool to think. Yeah. Cool to think about. But definitely, time does not transpire in Neverland. It stands still. That's why I I specifically made a reference to Limbo. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I see what you're saying. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see your connection now. Yeah, that's cool. Time just freezes. Yeah, and then uh, and also too, like um, he Captain Hook does make reference to that. 
he's I can't remember how he words it, but he it's mostly when he talks to like Jack and he's talking about like I think that's where he takes him into like the the museum or whatever he calls it of just clocks and stuff like that. Yeah. He talks about just saying like make time stand still or something like that, you know, which is in reality like like what what Captain Hook is able to do with his power or his ability. Like, you know, you get to just stay like this. You don't you don't have to worry about time in a sense like to, this is where you're at like you don't just make it stand still or to some to some degree like yeah and they they you basically get in the little boy's you. butt and like all the butts you can handle here <laughs> i mean if that's his if that's his approach that's gross obviously i mean that's crazy uh-huh. that's crazy talk um, it is yeah but they don't show like what they're doing and then we we've gone over this at least twice now <laughs> Other than kidnapping kids, what the fuck do those pirates do? Yeah, they yeah, just, yeah. They, I mean, that's a good they, point. Yeah, I mean, it'd be they I, play baseball. They play. <laughs> they yeah. definitely don't play baseball. Yeah, they play they baseball and they like. Baseball. Yeah, and they 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 shoot the anybody who tries to steal second, basically. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I, I was gonna say oh, about yeah. that that one scene where they literally destroy time. Oh, like in that room. In that room, they're, they're yeah. destroying oh. all the clocks. They're, yeah. they're just smashing them up. Yeah. And he says, "Can you hear that?" And he's like, "What?" Well, there's no sound. There's no TikTok. Yeah. So no they're TikTok. literally des- destroying time. Right. Yeah. I mean, technically, time exists because the clock. If a clock works, like time, all of a sudden, it becomes like apparent. But it's. I get what you're saying, though. Like they're they they don't want to be aware of the existence of time. I think is what right. you're trying to say, right? Yeah. 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 I no. I think it's an interesting idea. I think also too, it's like a. a has something to do with like growing up or just kind of trying to want to put things on pause but not being able to. I don't know. There's a lot of ideas you can connect with that. Uh, the ship with the clocks and the sphere of the clock implied that he's not exactly immortal. Oh, oh okay. He's afraid of death and dying. Yes. Yes. There you go. There you go. There you go. That's that's what it is. Yeah. Like time is more of a uh, it's a countdown for him rather than yeah. Like so t- time is the enemy of Hook in a way because he realizes that there is an ending to this. There is an ending to an adventure. And that's why he's so afraid of it? I would assume so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because doesn't he refer to death as like, hey, death will be like one of my greatest adventures? I mean, I don't know yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's, he's posturing. He's he's scared to die. He's scared. Yeah. He's afraid. He's, yeah, there you go. Yeah, he's afraid of death. He's afraid of like, yeah, my, my like, he's he's realizing that like, you know, no matter what, He's like, no matter what I want to do, like, that is always the truth. Is that like, you know, why, why even live anymore? Because I'm going to die type of thing. And then, of course, Peter, when he comes out at the end, you know, and, and then Toodles is like on his way back to Neverland or wherever he's going. Um, he's like, uh, Peter's like, what does he say? Like, um, I'm going to live like that. This isn't like to live. He goes, this is the adventure that I've been waiting for. This is the adventure that I is a, a great adventure or something like that. So he's, he's taking the he opposite about that old man flying off into the sky. They're like, where's he going? Yeah. He's going on a great adventure to live. Yeah. Yeah. Like to live is an awfully great adventure. So there you go. Yeah. Whereas so hook is like, like, you would yeah. think hook would value time at old age. Right. The best of it, but here he's obsessed with Peter Pan's little juicy ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I spent his whole life. Chasing little boys' asses. Oh my god! <laughs> he got to show for it. 
Oh my gosh, that's Can't wild. show his face in London. He's wanted for rape. Oh my gosh, he's wearing a red coat. You seen this man with a wig? Watch out. Yeah, and earwax in his mustache. Yeah, he, got the, he does have that awesome mustache. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, which is <laughs> which is being held together by Shmi's earwax. <laughs> oh my gosh, do you guys feel like there's a message or messages that you took away from it? Do you think you took any messages away from this movie? Oh, time with your family, shit like that. Yeah, yeah, the uh, time time is is very ephemeral. Uh, you know, you, you think it's mm-hmm. it's gonna last longer than it actually does. Yeah. So make the best of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I, I think the last line of the movie. I think that's what sums it up. Is like basically like everyone, you know, who's alive now. Like we do have a a little bit of a choice, and like to live. You know, it. Hopefully, we can look at it as an adventure rather than kind of like how Hook sees it, where it's like like it's a countdown timer. You know. Um, so I kind of took that away too. And yeah, obviously family time and not to miss those moments. So I think so. Would you guys watch this movie again? Would you guys recommend it to a friend? I would recommend it to anyone with kids. Yeah. I won't watch it immediately, but I'll watch it before I die. Okay. We're talking about <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I would recommend it nice. just, just for the fun of it. Yeah. You know, obviously we, we've set aside some time to, to talk about it and, you know, get these crazy ideas and going in depth and you know mm-hmm. the meaning behind everything blah 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 this but if, if you have nothing else to do don't look into it as much as we have but just watch it and enjoy it with your family you know if you've got kids just like scott said uh and yeah. enjoy it use it to ed- educate your children on the dangers of sex trafficking <laughs> Oh my gosh. I mean, hey, you know, if someone can find an angle, you know, they'll they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. Oh my gosh. That's funny. Uh you know, if, if I ever do see this movie again, yeah. I I will I I cannot think of uh sex trafficking. <laughs> so Scott is Scott has completely Scott, changed your perspective on this movie. My perspective on this movie, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie is now tainted. It's Thank tainted. you, Scott. There you go. This movie has been officially tainted by, by, the, by the great Scott. <laughs> oh, man. Well, hey, guys, I just want to say uh, thank you again for uh, joining in on the conversation. Um, you know, thanks for the also thanks for the listeners out there who, who tuned in. And uh, we hope you enjoyed this conversation. And we just want to say thank you. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace out. All right. And that was the end of the Hook episode. There was some pretty awesome takes on there, right, guys? <laughs> crazy, crazy stuff, but I liked it, man. It was awesome. It sounded like it was a blast. And, uh, again, I appreciate the guys for putting in the time and recording this episode. Uh, and that was Volume 3 of the Fantasy Series. And uh, make sure you tune in next week for Volume 4, which will be the never-ending story. Yeah. So, yeah, check it out, guys. And, again, thank you guys for listening to the No 15 Allcast. As always, this is your boy 7C saying peace out and God bless.